1: helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. We have an awesome lineup of callers from all over the country today, so we're going to get right with it. And we'll start first in upstate New York with Cindy. Cindy, welcome to Say It Skillfully.
2: Good morning. Thank you. Appreciate your calling
1: in. And uh, let's hear it. What's top of mind for you?
2: Well, um, I'm talking uh, on the topic of uh, seeing folks coming on board into uh, an organization.
1: And uh, a lot of onboarding and a lot of offboarding, I have heard, is going on in the workplace, Cindy. So would you share with us what are you seeing? Uh, is it going well with people onboarding, not so
2: well? Um, I, like you say, we're seeing a lot of onboarding as well as offboarding as well. But I kind of want to address the issue of onboarding more than offboarding. Um, it's, uh, it's a process that we've been doing and I think we do well in the, uh, introducing the organization, um, in, during the onboarding process. We talk about our mission, our structure, and our role in the community. And we do that quite well. Um, equally as important in onboarding is the training the organization provides for standard operating procedures and for workflow, how to get the work done. And um, this task is often given to the team leader uh, of you know, various teams within the organization. And to be successful, um, it requires both the trainer and the trainee to work uh, collaboratively. The trainer has to the trainer brings the training, and the trainee has the reciprocal action to bring to the relationship their drive to do a good job. So it's a two-way street.
1: I got it. And uh, uh, yeah. how, is it, how does that go for you folks? Do you feel like that's going well?
2: I think it's going well. There is sometimes some hesitancy in the beginning. Um, they're not quite sure uh, what, uh, what's going on, or um, they may not have experienced the same uh, thing in, in other organizations that they have worked at. But I always try to stress that, you know, it's, it's not just me, it's you as well. Bring, you bring your best self and we, I will bring my best self to, to the uh, training as well. And, and we also recognize some individuals may be more independent learners. And we also recognize that they come from uh, diverse backgrounds and that, there will be, uh, that will influence their rate at which they pick up information during training. So we, we need to take the time to evaluate the effectiveness of our training techniques. So what works for uh, James may not work for Jack. It may need a little tweaking, uh, but we all hope to end up at the same place.
1: Well, I appreciate your bringing that up, and I'll I'll just word that as meet people where they are, and I I hear mm-hmm. you say a little bit about the hesitancy, Cindy, in the beginning, and I think this is an opportunity, you know, whether you're officially the trainer but you're part of an organization is saying, hey, you know, we we're paying money, we've recruited these people. I mean, we obviously want to give them their best shot. At being successful here, yeah. right? And so I would yeah. offer for organizations, it's on the organization to say, hey, we have done our best to create a program where we think that it's gonna help accelerate you coming on board. We don't think it's perfect. So we wanna make this very collaborative and we want your input right. and lay out, right? Lay out for people, this is what it is. And I think that might seem like a baby step, but people like to see the big picture, right? And so right, that's, this is right. what it is. And then to your point, I'm hearing mutual mutual accountability. And that's just great to put out there saying, hey, this is a two-way street. We are going to do exactly. our fair share, right? And then this is the expectation for you. Are you on board? And this is where I, I, th- I think there's opportunity to lean into that. So if people have input or they're not understanding that you have the opportunity to say, hey, I want you to know, like, you know, we've got people at all different levels. We're going to do our best to meet you where you are. But, boy, I'll tell you, I'm really bad at reading minds. So if it's (laughs) not landing, right, or if I'm going too fast or too slow, let me know. So I'll just pause there because I think that there's a level of interaction there.
2: Yes, there is. And, And often sometimes people just don't. Put it out there, as you say, right away, and that's that's the first step. you want to start out right. You want to make sure uh, they understand that they have something to contribute to us. That's why we hired you, right? And so we want them to to also find their voice
1: yeah and i I hear I'm hearing you, and I'm also hearing that it may be that for the people coming in, that's maybe a new thing, right? so they're not necessarily. You. so that so again normalize that and you just might want to ask previously when you've come on board, how's the onboarding gone? So this is you know for the folks out there your ability to ask questions and find out where they're coming from helps you understand where they're what you know kind of meet the, meeting them where they are so right I think that collaborate I'm hearing you is just you want this from the people then you got to exude that lean into that and make the space for the the questions. I want to shift gears just a bit cuz i think yes. yeah, it's really important mm-hmm. to do this what i call the task thing standard operating procedure workflow talk to me about mm-hmm. how you level set the culture how we interact you know what trust looks like what open communication looks like what where is that in your onboarding
2: i think that's very important also and and in the onboarding i feel that it's the first step. It's the very first thing you need to make clear that um, you can be trusted. We expect you to trust us and we expect to trust you as well. So it's, it's you want to be upfront about everything. And um, I think sometimes people are a little hesitant to ask questions at the very beginning. They don't want to appear like, oh, maybe they don't know what's going on, but they have these questions. Sometimes you can see it. They have all these questions running around in their head, but they're just a little hesitant to, to voice it. And um, in the onboarding process, I think it's the best way to start up by saying, do you have questions? Let's ask them anytime. Stop now. Ask questions. Um, yeah, so, I'll,
1: I'll offer some again. language there. I'll offer some language It's very clear that you want mm-hmm. this, and I'll just put this out where someone mm-hmm. it's, sometimes it's not so easy to trust. Um right. And so I'm going to offer, as you're interacting with people, this is part of the relational part, um saying, mm-hmm. you know, organizationally, maybe it's three key values. I mean, what whatever it might be. But it might be you know open communication. Um, and trust, let's just say. And so you might say, hey, you know, let's just have a little dialogue here. What's open communication mm-hmm. to you? So the more you can ask and the less mm-hmm. you can tell is a way yeah. of really engaging. And I know it seems like a subtle thing because it might seem like the same content is coming up, Cindy, right. but that ability to mm-hmm. just really like you to kind of know where you're going, but you, you, you want to help them. And if you're noticing some hesitancy, because I'm, I'm kind of sensing you, you see this hesitancy, say, you know, I'm wondering, noticing a little hesitancy, is mm-hmm. that the case? Is that the case? Because it may not be. They may just be thinking. Yes. Right? right? So right. I just want to offer yeah. for folks, yeah, instead of jumping to the answer, if you can just kind of be with the person in whatever that mm-hmm. emotional state you're feeling in them.
2: Right kind of vocalize it first so they can say, yes, this is what I'm feeling. Or no, that's not it, right? Exactly.
1: And so for folks, you know, for yeah. the listeners, you might just say, you might think, well, you sound, so that's very temp- tempting to offer with the you. It might be, I'm I'm sensing, I'm noticing a little bit of hesitancy, mm-hmm. which, is, which sounds different uh-huh. than, you seem hesitant. <laughs> okay, so and, and not that anyone would not that anyone would be accusing, but it just so it's a little bit of mindfulness and it may seem a yeah. little circuitous, but in the beginning developing a relationship, sometimes giving a little space and being a little less, you know, punchy direct can be helpful to create safety, right? To create safety because yeah. remember, yeah. you're folks who are onboarding. You're the you're there, you know what's going on. The new people are a little bit like deer in headlights. They want to look good. They don't really know what good looks like, <laughs> right? So we have some compassion because we've all been there. Yeah, that's, um, right. that's awesome. You I correct. appreciate yes. I appreciate you bringing up this topic. Um, do you have a top takeaway from our little chat? I'm curious what's landed the most for you.
2: So I think the top takeaway is we we always need to take that moment to. Um, recalibrate maybe or think about what just went on, what just uh, occurred during our conversation or during this uh, process that we're going through. What can we do uh, to address anything that may have come up, which we may not have thought of? So the key takeaway is that we we need to work together um, in a it's a collaboration always, and and we want to be supportive as well. Nice,
1: nice. I appreciate your calling in with this. I'm going to wish you well, okay. and I'm cheering for you. I thank you for being part thank of the you. solution, Cindy. You take good care. All right, you too. Thank you for the takeaways as well. Yes. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Okay, we're going to hop to uh, Arizona And I'm going to welcome Gabby to the show. Gabby, welcome to Say It Skillfully.
3: Hi, Molly. Hi, everyone. I am calling because I love my job. And I am with an organization that has really uh, grown in the last few years. And I'm the new person that's come on board with an outside perspective which also makes me a target (laughs) for um, changing and moving things that has made many people, including the executive uh, director, very nervous. And so what I have found myself in lately is a lot of, like, triangulated conversations and and somewhat gossipy. And so um, I'm having a hard time clarifying to this leader that I'm not coming in to stir up trouble, but I'm coming in with outside perspective on my experience and, and, um, and that truly my intention is to show there are some opportunities where the team can, you know, be stronger and, and move forward. And, and so in our one-on-one, she'll say, yes, that's great. That's exactly what I want, but then we'll turn around and, um, Say the opposite and, and kind of, you know, poison the well is how I feel. And so I'm finding it difficult to um, continue to inspire some other people that have come, approached me and said that, you know, they really like my perspective and, and they themselves agree with it. But there, there's a lot of fear because she is a reactive leader. So um, I'm I'm at a loss to how how to approach conversations with her without her feeling like I'm combative. I'm, I'm truly, truly just trying to show evidence-based information that can help us move forward.
1: Oh, big topic, <laughs> and I love it. And I can see people, imagine people nodding their heads. Um, so I pr- so appreciate you bringing this up. So let's let's first unpack um, in the early days when you joined just to give us a little bit of context so yes. um, I'm curious as you joined you know did the leader say hey Gabby we really want to make change I'm looking for you to make change just help us with if you got any explicit um, yeah you know intention uh, yep
3: I was referred to her um, by somebody who she trusted and so, immediately, she was very candid and, and said, you know, I have had these challenges, and she laid them out um, with very specific people, and she said, I'm hoping that you, your experience um, and your coaching would, you know, help them, like, get back on track, get on board. And so, she opened that door for me, and as I started to jog down and, and you know, pay attention. I presented her with some information and I'm very cautious to always present it as an opportunity and and not you know, um, uh, the person, it's it's a behavior that can definitely be changed and it did not go well and immediately it was really she she got very defensive and then shared that information with a group of people that um, could really support me as we moved forward and instead they were very offended and I initially didn't realize that she was the one that had disclosed my thoughts. And then I thought, oh my goodness, I have to be very careful on how I share things with her because um, this is a company that she started and I, I understand that it's, you know, it's like her baby. Um, I've stuck it through, but I'm getting, I'm reaching a point where I'm thinking, Maybe I'm not the one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe somebody else needs to come in um, because I I want to be honest and not sugarcoat, but I also want us to have open conversation. And so I'm getting those mixed signals, and I'm at the point where it's affecting my wellness because I purposely get up every morning... To do this work. I intentionally have conversations with people to inspire them to move forward. And, and so I'm starting to notice that it's wearing on me more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. And I appreciate that you're aware of that, Gabby, and that's super important to take care of you. Right. And, you know, this is, yeah, I can hear it. You're trying to do the right thing. It may not be landing right the way we want, but you're trying to, to do the right thing to the best of your ability and be at peace with that, because that's all you can control. Okay, so just have to give yourself a little bit of a break on that, because we can't control what how other people respond. Um, so let's unpack this a bit so when originally she was wanted you to lead change, and I was lost a little bit, so there was a group of people, and you saw an opportunity for them to shift behaviors and you did you bring it up with them that that's what you were seeing, or did you go directly to your boss?
3: I went directly to her. It was a group of uh, leaders that lead other teams, and i my very first meeting and uh, and she asked me my experience, and, and I shared with her that I was a little confused because of the language they were using and the behaviors that they were showing, and um, not knowing that who I was, they were very open and, and condescending on certain areas that I thought, maybe that should be more one-on-one. <laughs> and uh, and so, immediately, she took it back to them and changed my language, changed my wording. Um, to be more um, angry and demeaning and and then I saw a shift in behavior and those individuals that I was supposed to work with now they were standoffish and I thought whoa, what happened? And then someone thankfully came forward and said, well she told us what you said and I I said I never said it that way. That's not what I said and that's now. And so it started that way and
1: Okay. So you were in a hole. You were in a big hole. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. So here's the thing, you know, again, I'm not there, but a, a few things in the moment that you catch you're in the hole and someone shared, I think that could be a place where those folks say, look at, you know, I am the new person in town. I was asked, I just want to be transparent about the situation. I'm not, I don't want to come across a defensive, but I I just want to make sure that, you know, that we're all on the same page and just briefly, this is what happened. And, you know, she asked me, to foot, and, and I just, and I shared that. So I hope you can imagine if you were in my shoes and the boss asked you something that you would need to respond. That's what I was trying to do. Right. So to the extent that you feel like you're just trying to cl- clarify. So I, I feel like we're on different pages and then say, look, at, I did, you know, I apologize. I was not at all trying to throw anybody out of the bus or be negative per se. I have a great deal of respect for you folks and all you've done. Right. And I'm new, believe me, I, I'm new. So again, they, a first impression can be hard to change Gabby, mm-hmm. but at least you're putting it out there. You're groveling, you're showing humility mm-hmm. and that's all you can do and say, so, you know, I, I hope that um, this does not, you know, something, isn't this something you can let go? Cause I really see a lot of opportunity for us to be able to work together. And I'm really excited. Okay. So I just offer that in the moment that that could mm-hmm. be a way. Uh, so let me pause. How does that land for you?
3: It lands very well because my focus is bigger than this situation. And I believe in all of the individuals that have been there and they are, they truly, truly are, especially through the pandemic pandemic have shown such great grit and and, and just care for, for the work that we do. And so it lands very well because I I most definitely can learn from all of them. And so I just don't want to miss that opportunity.
1: Yeah, that's fine. And so, so that's great. That's an opportunity. So now we have – I'm just going to call the boss Susan, okay? Mm-hmm. So with Susan, given where you are at this moment, it, it potentially – could be a time to take the high road and say, you know, Susan, I'm so grateful for the chance to join. Um, I I think it might be helpful to do a checkpoint with where we are. I, w- I really want to do the right thing and I want to help you and I want to help the team. And, you know, if inadvertently I've done things that haven't, you know, I apologize for that. I've, I'd really be grateful for some honest conversation. Okay. And so, just, you know, uh, ask her specifically areas um, that, you know, what does she think is going well? What doesn't she, you have your answer, right. And see if you can get her to surface this topic and go back and forth Mm -hmm. about it. Um, And so I'm just going to say, you know, it's always important to realize that leaders are people too. They Mm -hmm. have their insecurities You may be very secure, and it might be okay for people to say, you know, Gabby, I know you met well, but this didn't really go great, and I think you should do this. And you might be like, wow, thanks so much. Other people may not have that self-assuredness, okay? It's not their fault. It's not your fault, Just but you just have to know that, especially when you're in a new situation, so it's a little bit of just feeling out how confident people are. Oftentimes the people who seem most confident are least. Okay. So it's just being aware that there may be some insecurities that you don't have that others have. And it's just part of the situation. Okay. So, you know, having compassion for her, you know, she you, your situation. She went in, and said the wrong thing. You know, was she trying to ruin you? Probably not trying to, but it, it's turned into a mess. But let's see if we can get it out in the open and and hear her sense of things, and then how you can forge a better way forward. Um, and in that conversation, you have a chance to kind of just suss out. Okay, do I feel like this? Yet you know, that there's real positive intention. That you know, if I'm skillful. I'll be able to bring forth ideas and they'll be well-received or not, right? And if it's really not, that's okay. We don't make them bad or wrong, but maybe you feel like, I don't don't want, this environment isn't right for me. And that's a personal choice for you.
3: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So how, you know, having said all this, one, does that seem reasonable or workable? And do you have questions about how you might start that? I mean, I'm happy to take this wherever helps you.
3: I This does seem feasible because I've, I'd like to have clarity and transparency to ensure that we're moving the right direction as far as what we said we're going to do um, for the work we're doing. And the checkpoint is what sticks out because... Uh, Part of what I've also monitored, and thank you for noticing is that you know is it a time to have those conversations? Will I get some true, honest feedback, and I love feedback that's how I grow and and so I've been staying away from that idea, but now i'm I feel more confident to craft it in a way where again it's just to come to a middle ground and and then make a decision from there. So I'd love to hear more on what does the checkpoint look like and and any thoughts around that?
1: Uh, well, I think that this is, so I'm glad you're open to it. I think that notion of the energy that you bring, which is, you know, you're, you come across to me, I'd be very genuine, very well-intentioned, you know, I don't get the sense of, being put on my heels, you know, but then other folks, you know, may may, may receive you differently. Right. And I think that's the point. So you have to realize, though. I think being soft and open and saying, Hey, I'm really, you know, I'm really grateful for this opportunity. And, you know, I'd really love us to have um, some conversation and just realize what you consider open and honest. Okay. That may be your bar, may not be her bar. And that's okay. Don't make Mm -hmm. anyone wrong or bad. Just, just realize that. And, um, to the extent that you can create safety and, and, and she might say, well, this happened. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that was your perspective. Bad on me. If that's the message I sent, own it and say, you know, I'd Mm -hmm. love to clarify if that would be okay. And I think this is so helpful, Susan, because us working this together, you know, we're a new relationship. And so for us going back and forth, I think it really helps me feel more comfortable, um, about how we best work together, which is normal. I mean, you know, you don't snap your fingers and have a great working relationship with your boss. So it's part of the, the work that you both do. And, you know, if you showcase, you're willing to do it. And, you know, it's also like, hey, you're the boss. I get this. This is what you, you know, how you want to have it. So, I, you know, I totally respect that. You know, and and I know that might sound silly to say, but I think sometimes if someone isn't as confident, just hearing that, hey, I honor that this is your call, you make the call. I feel like I'm going to share information because if I were you, I would want you to know, and that's the the spirit that I do it, and I totally honor it. You know, this is is your call.
3: I like that a lot. It, It sounds doable, manageable, and I appreciate the kindness piece because I that is the work that I'm in. I am in social services and I do not like to move forward unless I know there's uh, kindness involved because we are still healing. We are still trying to put ourselves back together. So I appreciate all of that.
1: That's awesome. Uh, Okay. So as we wrap here, Gabby, what uh, is the top takeaway you have from our little chat?
3: Check in with compassion.
1: Beautiful. Okay. That is beautiful. You uh, know how to reach me. Okay. So if I can be of more help, let me know. Keep me posted. And um, I really thank you for leaning in and being part of the solution, my friend, because that's really what we need uh, more of in the world. Okay. So you take good care.
3: Thank you for for doing this.
1: It's my pleasure. It's my honor. And, uh, And we'll be in touch, I know. Have a great day. You too. Okay, uh what a bright light. Now we're heading over to Chicago, the very windy city, and I'm gonna welcome Roger to the show. Hi Roger, how you doing?
4: Doing good, how are you?
1: I am doing fine. I'm doing fine. What uh what conversation or sensitive situations on your mind?
4: Well, um for me uh unfortunately what took place was um I have been with an organization for a few years, uh, significant contributions, got promoted three, actually four times, uh, obviously, you know, uh, as of this year, come summer, the contractor that had been underneath the organization for over 18 years decided not to renew their contract. And so a new contractor comes on who only been in existence for a few years. And then the other one who came in as a subcontractor to help them has been around for 40 years. So when they came along, we were initially guaranteed, everybody in the organization, that we just needed to reapply for our um, current positions. Well, unfortunately, that didn't happen. They actually wound up eliminating close to 25 positions, which uh, obviously uh, took a lot of people by surprise, but of course... The position that I was in, that was my bread and butter, which was building the organization on a business development level, workforce development level. Uh, they decided to phase out my role, but granted me the opportunity to take on a position that, uh, quite honestly, was left in a very bad place. And which, of course, they also shared that they assured that them working with me, we could turn that department around which I, by the way, was a dual role. So in that dual role, which took effect June 1st when a new contractor started, I had a staff that was uh, displaced, uh, not only from an emotional, mental perspective, but also a motivation to continue working. So I had two of the prior uh, employees in that department resign because they didn't like the way things were being organized and set up by the new contractors. And so I was able to go ahead and hire in two new people. Then there's there's then from there a lot of uh, dissension in the ranks among the organization. There are more and more people resigning. People, um, you know, obviously didn't feel good about the switch and so many things that were happening and left people really un, unreserved and unsettled. And so. Uh, I continued to work diligently. Of course, the workload increased for me because with staff leaving and resigning, I was actually not doing two roles, but I was doing a total of six, which uh, obviously they weren't willing to budge on increasing my salary or obviously being patient with what I had to manage because it was a lot of fixing that went six years downhill. So I was trying to create better sales revenue, generate better numbers. And obviously, come October 1st, I was, my position was eliminated without notice. I uh, came out of the blue, left in the dark, not knowing what exactly happened. And it just took, a, it was a very big shock to me as well as other staff because they couldn't believe that it happened to me. And it was very tough pill to swallow with, with an organization that I committed my heart and soul to. Uh usually at times I'm at home <laughs> on the weekends, I was obviously facilitating ideas and things to help benefit our next generation, which the organization I was with was all about them and creating opportunities from them academically as well as vocationally. And so with that, um, it, let, it left a sour taste in my mouth, mouth initially uh, when I tried to find out exactly what was the cause, what was the reason for eliminating my position, and they said they had, it was a private matter. They made a decision, and quite honestly, it uh, left a bad taste in people who were within my department A bad mouth, that bad taste. One of them actually decided to resign, basically, with what happened to me. And so with that, um, you know, my, my observation, and I'm looking for work night right now, and, you know, opportunities are starting to happen. But, of course, for it to happen in such a time <laughs> that, you know, obviously you came without notice is um, I'm just trying to look for some form of uh, comprehension, understanding how do you bounce back with shocking news like that and what's the best um, approach to what I would look for in my next line of work Uh, because obviously I have 23 years in the workforce and career since, you know, leaving college 20 years ago. And um, anything and everything that could be helpful to help me build up my... um, you know, I'm working on enhancing my resume and I got a lot of partnerships that I have with the previous organization that are working with me to obviously help me get that leadership senior level position back. And, um, you know, how do you deal with news like that? Especially when you see that the contractors left, you know, it was, it was just a, I knew at that point when I took about a week to reflect on it last week, it made me realize that when you serve your purpose and you've done all that you were supposed to do, God gives you a way out. <laughs> and, and obviously, I needed a time frame to uh, get my mental health in check. I mean, everything was fine, but it was a very tedious position. It was very stressful. And I realized when your work becomes uh, hard, that's, you know, when your work becomes stressful, it's, 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 it's work. But if you're passionate about what you do, it's not even stressful. And I believe when I, when my position got phased out uh, before June 1st and I got promoted to a position that really needed a lot of work in that department, I knew right then and there that some didn't feel right. So I know I rambled on a lot, but I hope that makes sense to you and the listeners uh, or whatever can help.
1: Yeah, it does. My heart is out to you. Big virtual hug. Uh, I'm very sorry, The Roger, that you had to go through that. And I, you know, I, I hear it. I don't think it's okay, um, but it happened. And so I, th- I know it's hard. I know it's really hard, but I think in this case, you know what, there's nothing for you to gain at this point. Like what could I have done? What were they thinking? How, and just, you know, my, my mentor, Marshall Goldsmith puts his right arm in the eye, uh, in the air and he kind of waves his wrist around. He'd be like, Roger, let it go. You gotta let it go because that's out of our control. And and you know what? We don't wish ill on them. We don't think negatively sure. of them. We're like, this all happened. You got a lot of goodness, I think, out of the role, the area you, you were promoted, you've had a positive impact on people. Done. Okay. And I, I hear your sense of faith. You know, this is a keep the faith opportunity. It's happened for a reason. We don't have to know why. It's happening for a reason. And you are going to be much better for it. Repeat, you are going to be much better for this. This is an opportunity to recreate, to find a place where you can live your passion, be appreciated the way that uh, you feel is right and have the positive impact you want in the world. Right, the end. So let's make that the aspiration. And so I would encourage um, the the idea of doing a little bit of an inventory of okay, what are you great at? You know, and being honest about what do what do I really excel at? What's what what am I? What's differentiated about um, how I work, what I do? Um, Dory Clark is a, a friend of mine. She has a great one of her many exercises in terms of just getting a better self-awareness. And it's kind of the three words, you know, reach out to a broad group of people, you know, three words, what three words would you use to describe me? And just see what comes back. Don't argue it, right? Just see what comes back and do a good inventory of, you know, who you are. What do you think your value add is? Boom. That's your side. Okay. Um, I think the idea of criteria for what you're looking for and you know, I think there may be some non-negotiables on, on, you know, location or role or size of company. And I'm not here to tell you. You figure out what are the non-negotiables so that you have some criteria with which to evaluate opportunities. And if you don't have this, everything is a bright shiny object and sounds cool. Oh, that could be cool. Oh, this could be cool, right? So we think about that as I would say the environment, the workforce, your peers, culture, uh, the nature of the role, the type of the business, growing, not growing, just you know, do a good landscape on, you know, where do you think is gonna be a great place for you to land and, and have impact, All right? So we're anchoring, where are we, where do we wanna be? And then thirdly, you've got a big network, right? So, you think about, okay, if I'm looking at new spaces, maybe you do some informational interviewing. So, you know, use a process, have some questions, reach out, be grateful, and move on. And networking is, you know, it's just, if you're genuine about it, make it easy for someone to be helpful to you, right? Thank them, see how you can help them, and move on. Okay? And you may reach out to people and they don't respond. Don't take it negatively and personally. We're all busy. Right, so you're you're not a bad person for it, and just work through it. Um, and I think about this as training. You, know, you can't win a championship, but you can do the right steps, to do the training to be ready. And this is that's part of the right. do the work. Okay, I'll pause. That there, how's that landing for you?
4: This is very helpful. Uh, in all honesty, some of the things that you've stated, uh, I hit the ground running on. Especially with the business connects and just getting feedback from them on a lot of coaching. And then, of course, I'm actually at one of the workforce centers in the local town and working with some professionals that obviously did business with the organization I was with. And so they're obviously reviewing, you know, re- reviewing my resume and I'm working on enhancing, you know, additional, um, not so much the business skill set or more along the lines of... Uh, Not even cognitive, but just, uh, you know, looking at the whole spectrum of evaluating, okay, what went right and what went wrong? Did I take the position based on the salary and opportunity, or did I really take the time to evaluate the length of time that I needed to train before I got better and before it was designed for me to take on a role that big? And uh, a lot of evaluation self-reflection and of course uh, had to evaluate what I was most passionate about and I'm actually pursuing those areas as we speak as to what I know that I'm good at and uh, what I've seen work for me in my profession and uh, the dots are starting to connect again so um, I'm grateful for what you're sharing with me today and some additional points that uh, I actually uh, started to jot down.
1: It's awesome. Listen, that notion of reflecting on your decision-making and for all listeners, you know, we've all made moves. Some have been better perhaps than others. Don't make ourselves wrong or bad. You made the moves, okay? But learning from them and being able to chart perhaps a different way forward based on your experience is called growth, which is awesome. So, you know, I, I think that You know the most successful people are very self-aware. As you increase in your self-awareness, you have to track with your self-compassion or you'll drive yourself crazy with all these things that you could have done or should have done or what have you, right? So that's important to grow grow on both of those dimensions. Um, And I'll just close with, Roger, the value, the, the benefit of keeping yourself high and positive and that can be hard in rejection or when you're not getting it, it's not coming together. So, You know, you whether that's music, working out, you know, fine dining, whatever it is, do things so that you're in a happy place. I know that kind of seems crazy, but you know, sometimes people just want to keep digging in, digging in, and give yourself permission to take a break. You know, go ride your bike in the woods or whatever, right? Change it up in the environment, free yourself to kind of think about things differently, and that is, um, you know, the creativity piece. You know, sparking that for ourselves. Um, sometimes that takes a little bit more intention than 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 people uh, put into it. All right. I agree. Uh, so uh, we ch- chatted about a lot. Is there a particular top takeaway you have?
4: Two things. Uh, one, you initially said uh, once after I gave you my uh, details on what happened to me. And you can rephrase it if you like, but I felt it was very profound. Uh, but... What I got was, live what you're passionate about. Or you said something of that nature. Um, and I believe that's where I'm at. Was I, you know, looking at it from perspective of doing what, like you were telling me, doing what I know that I'm good at, not based on other people see something about me and say, hey, we want to put you in here. But what if uh, that's not my passion? What if I'm not good at that? What if that's something I never touched on before? Not afraid to try new things, but put things into perspective and follow my passion. And just being able to live that out, I can see exactly where I need to be. And so um, a lot of introspect and self-reflection in the last week has helped me a lot. Um, You know, I haven't been in this position for about 13 years, and uh, quite honestly, there's a level of growth that I've gotten since that time. But at the same time, like you mentioned, informational sessions with business contacts I have been doing about looking to see, okay, what are some things I need to look at? Uh, what are some things that you may have noticed that I didn't perhaps communicate right? And they also share with me their their experiences and what they went through. So within the past week since October 1st, uh, those are the type of uh, Feedback that I've gotten, and uh, I've been preparing differently, like you were stating. Good. So that's been very positive takeaway point for me.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm hearing there is a humbling. That comes from this, right? A humble confidence is super powerful. So um, the ability to build back the confidence is great. I am cheering for you. You absolutely know how to reach me. Please keep me posted, Roger, and then if I can be a more help, you let me know. And um, I thank you for being part of the solution. Totally cheering for you, my friend.
4: I really appreciate, Molly, and you making this uh, opportunity available to a part of this discussion so i definitely will keep you posted and this was very very helpful for me today thank you again
1: that's that's awesome take good care roger take care Uh, okay we're going to hop to the west coast my old stomping ground and i'm welcoming ben to the show ben welcome to say it skillfully
5: hi molly thanks for having me
1: so what is on your mind
5: that is on my mind um, while well, we're on day six of No Fog in San Francisco. So it's uh, it's, it's quite nice, but um, um, no, I think for, you know, like one of the earlier callers um, my current company has, has really gone through a ton of growth. Um, and, um, uh, you know, more personally, I've gone through quite a bit of I'd say team expansion and also um, some net new hires. Um, team has basically doubled in the last quarter. And I don't want to give the, you know, sound like a team of like 40, it's only gone from two to four, but um, we're pretty small firm and four is not a, a small team here. Um, and so there's just a, a lot of net new on the personal front as well as just the broader company front. And I would say the, the backdrop to paint is, I, I really do love managing. I think leaning into, you know, people earlier in their career and helping them figure out and, and find their potential, work through some of the things that young professionals experience. You know how to product man, uh, project manage, managing up. All those, all those things are fun. And I would, yeah, I would not say I'm an expert in all of that, but just helping folks walk that path early in their career, um, has been fun. And I would say that the new challenge for me is I've got more of those people, and also starting to manage folks that are now more senior. And so, there's um, just a bit of a of a different approach I'm having to lean into. And then um, the caveat with all that is at the same time, I myself needing to elevate and be a bit more of a senior person at at my current company, which is fun, but presents all of its own challenges. And so there's this dance where everything's expanding on the work front. I need to give really a ton of attention to my team so we can coalesce. I literally have a new hire starting here in about 10 minutes. and um you know making sure that i am the best version of myself that i can be for them while hitting the you know the, the demands of of our work and make sure that we're you know, exceeding expectations where possible so that's all of the stuff on the work front at the same time just juggling a lot in my personal life as most of us are as we continue to endure through everything going on and um you know i think the thing that sort of comes to mind for me is just really trying to lean into embracing grace. And it's, uh, it's hard, And I think, as I've been reflecting on it, um, it's a bit more of a, um, a personal situation where I feel like I am having an easier time um, empathizing with other folks and understanding on where to meet them where they're at, but uh, struggling to do that for myself. And um, I think the difficulty with that is that, um, yeah, you were just talking about, you know, self-awareness and how important that is. I would say I'm, I'm self-aware enough to know that there are times where I'm not showing up as my best version of self, but, um, you know, uh, trying to iron out how to how to navigate all of all of the change in the world, both at work and at home, so that, uh, you know, I can be that person for, you know, my team, the broader company, my wife, et cetera, the people in my life, yeah. and myself, yeah. candidly.
1: Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I appreciate you bringing this up. And, you know, this is a lifetime's uh, opportunity, I would say. And um, the, the change is the constant. And I think finding the way to um, have the meaningful personal stability, right, and helping cherish the people you care most about that's why we work for the most part right um anchoring that and at the same time you know kind of doing it all and so i'm just going to tell you right now you can do it all you cannot do it all at the same time and that's okay so um know that times are maybe a priority on work and you may let folks at home go look it's going to be a bunch of late nights for a while you negotiate that and that's okay Don't put yourself in a situation of feeling like you got to like crush it all at the same time because it's generally not possible. Okay. So that's okay. That's okay. Uh, Let me just share some thoughts and and we'll see what lands. I think, you know, the the idea of, of having the privilege to lead, right. Is that you uh, really need to be a great leader. And and I say that really not joking. There's, There's a lot of folks out there who are good people. I might submit, not necessarily the best at leading so i think of this as leading people leading people managing work both super important leading people is a relational dimension managing work is a task dimension again absolutely both are essential oftentimes we jump to task right hit the numbers make the deadline um And we shortchange the relational piece. If we invest, particularly as new people are coming on board, in the, you know, who are you? I can see you because I've gotten to know you as a human being. We work through how we work together well, right? We're not all good at everything. What are we good at? What are we not so good at? How do we play to our strengths? How do we mitigate our weaknesses? Creating that kind of playing the game for each other then helps you get the work done. So when you're, you know, that, that early day thing is so great. Who are they? And and not in a mushy kind of way. It's just like, look at, like, I can't, I can't meet you where you are, but I don't know where you are and creating the safety for people to be able to express themselves is a fundamental opportunity when people join. Right. So you exuding that being explicit with that, making it a two way street at the same time, you are the boss. Okay. So we're not pretending, you know, (laughs) that everyone has a vote on everything. And I think that's where sometimes people feel a little, well, I don't want people to make people mad. I'm like, well, this is the deal. You're there to get all the information and hear it as much as you can hear. And then sometimes, you know, the buck stops with you and you make the call and that's it, the end. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So um, I hear you on this, you know, helping people find their potential. And that's all fabulous. So you're just, you know, as the leader, it's setting the expectation, Ben, like what are the behaviors here? And it's not a hundred things. Maybe it's, Six things, three things, and I'll just throw out trust, I'll throw out open communications. And, you know, maybe it's kindness. And then, so you, those aren't just words. It's like, okay, what's trust look like to you? And I joke with people. They look at me, what do you, what do you mean? I'm like, well, trust is I can look at your text messages. Of course, people are like, no, you can't look at my text messages, right? <laughs> so it's how do we define what those key words are and how we live them in our work? What's open communication? I want bad news to travel faster. I want people to, to tell it like it is. And I'm going to say thank you when you do. So just, I think being explicit with that is just give safety, right? We all know that when you have boundaries, you know, there's a sense of safety that you provide um, to the extent that innovating and trying new things and making mistakes is a big deal, which I would argue for all leaders it should be. You want to really normalize, hey, I want you to push it. Let's make the right mistakes. Let's not make career limiting ones, right? But when we screw up a bit, that's where we grow. You know, my, my buddy, Gary Ridge, who heads up WD-40, says learning moments. There are learning moments and we love them, Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think as you're in a new role, the vulnerability is to say, hey, some of this is new for me. I do not have it all figured out. So I'm really grateful for your, uh, your thoughts on how I can be better for you. Yeah. That, not a weak leader. That's a strong. Now, you're not saying that you know, crying in the front of the room, right? You, but you, you know, you're, you're learning too. And I love how you put that out there because the team doesn't grow if the leader doesn't grow right? The bottleneck is at the top, did not come out of nowhere. So, your ability to amp it up means you create headroom from other people. So, that might look like delegating or what have you, right? Your ability to say, here's what we're trying to do, right? Here's this work portfolio, how are the tasks aligned, right? And by the way, if it's not clear, you need to tell me because I can't read your minds. Yeah. So, just throw a little bit out there. How's that landing for you?
5: It, it lands well, and I, I appreciate you saying that. I think um, – yeah, just the notion of embracing vulnerability is something that, you know, we, we talk, fortunately, um, I will say we talk a lot about at my company, um, which I think helps because you're right. I mean, um, it's, you know, the the when I, when I try to get to the team is, you know, I'm, I'm also learning with you and I, you know, what I need from you is to help me as well. And so I feel like opening up the, um, the relationship to a place where you know it's safe for me to give them feedback but also for them to give me feedback has been very helpful um and so it's 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 a good reminder to double down on that and not um not just do that once so to speak and make sure that you continue to um have a, the the open communication on what's going well and what's not going well very frequently. Um, because the, okay. the I apologize, like,
1: Ben. You're, I'm going to continue with this offline. I have messed up on the timing, so we're going to lose you in about 30 seconds. Stay on the line, please. I'm really grateful for you leaning into that. I know we'll be in touch. I want to wrap for folks my thought for the week, and it's in honor of our teachers, past, present, and future, especially the teacher within. And that's a wrap. Thanks, folks, for tuning in. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your own top takeaways and know I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality, essential to make the best decisions, execute at speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life.